It's the RU Review, sponsored by Zebra Pen. Find Zen in your pen. I'm Steve Titchener in the studio with Matt Lachlan. We have our own John McAlevey on the line. We are on the uh, bye week. Rutgers is back in action at home versus Boston College, September 21st. But a lot to talk about with RU's week two loss at Iowa. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. When seeking to find your path to enlightened writing, look to ZebraPen for products that deliver on style, function, and value. Find Zen in your pen. ZebraPen. Find us at your local retailer or online at zebrapen.com. And follow us on social media. And we're back, and John McAlevey joins us. It's uh, the More Sports Now crew here all together. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, yes. Good to be back after a long, hot summer. Yeah. I guess the best news right off the top is that we know that Rutgers can't lose this week because they're up against the box. So let's start with the positive. <laughs> this is true, and uh, it was a it was a rough week uh, for Rutgers. And and I'll start this. Uh, and I said this many times that, and unfortunately, too many times that you know we knew this was going to be a loss, and that's the reality with, with the state of the program where it is right now. Going to Iowa City, where listen, as I said, Michigan, Penn State. You know, Michigan State, they, they go to Iowa City hoping to win that game. It's a tough, tough place to, to, to go to and win. So you gotta, you got to have a hell of a team. We knew Rutgers would have its challenges. And, yes, they lost. And you know what? 30 nothing. you know, it, it could have been much worse. And let's face it, we'll talk about the Rutgers punter because he had an amazing night. But my big issue here, again, was that, the, you know, we're back to and everything I said, all the positive things I said about UMass and the way the offense played and, and Carter and, and McNulty having a good night, it just comes back to they're back to that ineptitude on the offensive side. I mean, you got to be able to complete a forward pass. I mean, you know, McLean Carter looked lost um, there. He did have time early. I know A.J. Epines is a game wrecker, and he did eventually do his thing. But, you know, earlier in that game, they, they did have time. He did have a little bit of time. He had open receivers. He just did not. He just wasn't the same player. Uh, yeah, I, I know going to, you know, Kinnick Stadium is a, is a big jump. So there's that. But, I mean, it was just a, it was a big struggle. And they're back to that same problem. Because, actually, the defense played pretty well. The, the first touchdown was a little too easy. But they did. Play, they hunkered down and played pretty well considering, but that offense again was inept and uh, it, it's just hard to watch. Well, it was not a performance that you can highlight anything offensively from without a doubt. Uh, the first quarter was okay. You know, they gave up that big play, as you mentioned, and they found themselves behind the eight ball right off the bat. That's never a good way to start. But they settled down a little bit and they made it a bit of a game. But you're right. The offense really did nothing. Uh, there were passes that could have been caught. There were passes that could have been put on target. Uh, the size differentiation is still an issue for Rutgers. Uh, they've balanced it out a little bit. Again, it's baby steps, unfortunately, for Rutgers. And then once the momentum switched, look, Art Sidkowski's not ready. It was not a good no. situation again for him to come in as Carter went out with what has now been reported as a concussion. So, most likely, it'll be Sitkowski starting against Boston College at home. You can see why off that game against Iowa, why Chris Ash decided that he was going to go with the transfer senior at quarterback. Sitkowski is still not ready. I, listen, uh, at a certain point, you've got to step up and perform. And maybe 
all the hype. We've seen it in a lot of sports. We've seen it in basketball. We've seen it anywhere you want to turn in sports. There's a guy or a woman who gets hyped, and when push comes to shove, they can't perform. So we'll see whether that's the case with Sitkowski. I don't want to bury his career before it really has even gotten started, but after a bad year and a bad half, basically, you have to wonder what they're, what they're going to do at quarterback. And if Carter's out for a while, I mean, it's Sitkowski and Johnny Langan, and that's not a winning recipe at all. Johnny, no, no. And you guys mentioned right off the top, they give up the long touchdown to Week Wake High School in New Jersey's own Amir Smith Marset. But then after that, Steve, you mentioned the defense stiffened. They they did a nice job. In fact, they gave Rutgers tremendous field position. They were their own forty one yard line for one possession, the next one their own forty, and then the third one in a row. They were at midfield and they did nothing. Okay, mm-hmm. I read a great article by a couple of gentlemen that, that we've spoken with, and, and one of them we've had on here, Keith Sargent. They ran through some of the stats. You know, in in the 38 games Chris Ash has been the head coach, Rutgers has not thrown for 100 yards in a game in 14 of those games. Okay, mm-hmm. they haven't hit the 50 yard mark in eight games, which is tied for fifth most nationally. And what's even worse, I'll leave you with this. I hate to throw a lot of numbers out there. But what makes it worse is that the teams that are behind Rutgers in the throwing stats are Air Force, Army, Georgia Southern, Georgia Tech, and Navy, all teams that run the run-pass option, which is stunning at how bad that they are offensively. And it's such, you know, and we go back years ago, I mean, Rutgers was very good, uh, you know, in, in McNulty, the last time he was with uh, with Rutgers. Granted, different players, I got it, Shiano, the whole bit, a whole different thing, different opponents as well. I get it. But, I mean, as I said at the opening here, you've different got to, receivers as well, guys yeah. who played in the NFL. Sure, but you got to be able to complete a, a, a forward pass here. They had 41 yards. We're back to, I mean, that's a, those are stunning numbers that you just threw out there, John. I mean, come on eight games where they didn't even hit, hit 50 yards. 50 yards. Now, listen, Miami of Ohio comes into Iowa, okay, the week before. I mean, come on, they had double the amount of yards that that Rutgers, that, uh, Rutgers had. And, and granted, listen, they, you know, they, they got beat up pretty good in the second half, but they actually were threatened. They put 14 points on the board. So it's, it's like, listen, um, you know, they weren't going to win either, but they, at least they were able to move the ball, move the chains a little bit and put some points on the board. And again, we're back to this ineptitude, which is really tough. And and McNulty, I mean, listen, you know, you got to have a, is there some quick outs, some quick slants? Now, I'll, I'll give it to Iowa. That defense is good. And they, they sealed the edges. Well, too. They, they, they sealed the edges. There was the no getting outside. To win the West. And they have designs on, you know, going to a very big bowl game. Look. There's no doubt it was a terrible performance and disheartening based on the UMass win, which we understand UMass lost in the second week as well to an opponent um, in in a division below them. And so they're not that good. But it did look like Rutgers had a few things going offensively. Bo Melton, you know, we saw Blackshear and Pacheco uh, both run and receiving the ball. And so you thought they'd be able to do a little bit of that. Iowa's very good. But you have to be able to do more than just uh, show up and absorb the loss after 60 minutes. And so it really puts enormous pressure on Chris Ash, who's already under enormous pressure because of the fact of the matter is Boston College at home a week from Saturday is a game that while Rutgers could not say going in, 
that's a win, a win, a win game for us. It is a winnable game for them. And now you don't have your starting quarterback. You do have that extra time to practice. So you can kind of put a little salve on the wounds and, and build up the psyche again. But at some point, where does that substantial progress that Pat Hobbs has wanted to see from Rutgers that he put the coaching staff on notice this summer, this or at the end of last year, this is what we need to see. If a 30 nothing loss at Iowa doesn't tell you that there is no you know, forward progress, positive changes, uh, something you can hang your hat on. Well, if you don't beat Boston College and, you know, Steve Politi wrote a column about this, then you are in some trouble. Uh, you got Michigan right after that. I mean, there is no breather for Rutgers, so they need to get better quickly. They need to figure out what they did wrong. They need to be able to take advantage of an OK at best Boston College team. But as we've seen under Chris Ash and in the years prior to that, under Kyle Flood at the end, Rutgers is hardly a sure bet no matter who they play. And by the way, Boston College is is an okay team. It's listen, they're not a top twenty team, but they're actually a middling, you know, ACC team that's two and zero, oh, and that's going to be a difficult game for Rockers. Well, it's every game. Quite frankly, let's be honest. I mean, so if to you say, call hey, a spade a spade, every game for Rutgers is a difficult one. They just didn't show enough to make you think, okay. They beat UMass. They played well for the entire game. We talked with Eric Legrand about it last week on the show, and he was exuberant at the end, like, hey, I'm thinking about a win. And and we, Steve, you and I were like, hey, listen, just make it a competitive game. And then you can say, yeah, there has been some forward momentum developed. They are better than last year. But other than that little bit of a start, and by the way, like we've talked about it, and we kind of dismiss it, they fell behind quickly. Fans barely able to get to their seats Mm -hmm. Uh, and they were down because of a breakdown defensively. So mistakes, mistakes, mistakes kill them. And uh, they are Chris Ash was in trouble coming into the season. And I've been a supporter because he had nothing with which to build. But at some point, the drumbeat from the alumni, from the donors, becomes too loud for Pat Hobbs to ignore. No doubt. And in year four, is it too much, as Steve said, to be maybe a, a middling Boston college after a bye week on your home field? I mean, with or without McLean Carter, I mean, it's not as if, you know, this guy is uh, Pat Mahomes, okay? Can, can they for once make a statement as a program that they want to support their head coach who's really treading water right now? I mean, BC beat Virginia Tech, who's, you know, a nice team in, in Richmond. It's not as if they're coming in ha- having beaten Clemson or, or something like that. It, they're a nice team. And as I said, it's time to rise up as a program and say enough is enough. We're the laughingstock. Well, we play you know, John, SHI Stadium. Let but, it go, fellas. But what do you do? But, really John, going backwards. but, John, what do you do if you don't have the talent? See, that's the problem. You can you can stand up in front of the the players and give the most impassioned plea. And it will take you a little bit of the way because energy and emotion is an important part of athletics. You can give them the Newt Rockney. You can give them, uh, you know, the Bill Belichick speech, whatever that is. My point is you can take any great coach's best speech and pipe it into the Rutgers dressing room. But when you line up across from the other team, if they are that much better than you for a variety of reasons, in the end, you just get, worn down and so 
I do agree that Boston College is a game they have to show for, but when we talk about pride, Rutgers tried. It's not like Rutgers didn't try. They didn't lay down. Those players came off the field disappointed. And they're just not that good compared to their big team. Listen, the cupboard's not completely bare, bare here. I mean, Raheem Blackshear is a Big Ten player. Isaiah Pacheco are, are Big Who Ten players for him. Bo, Bo Melton is probably where's the line. Yes, that is the problem. And you're right, the so, quarterback didn't find them on occasion. True. On occasion, so, he did, and they dropped the ball. Well, yes. Look, what I'm saying is Rutgers, and I don't know that it can happen under Chris Ash. Uh, you know, I I said at the end of last week's show. If you change it, and I understand why you might have to, if you change the coach, you're changing the entire program. And so now you're bringing in another guy with a different Mm -hmm. set of plans who's got to get inroads into recruiting in New Jersey. Uh, It's it's so damn hard. I don't think you stick on a pig right now. Well, I don't think you stick. I don't know if you stick with a losing hand per se that that's backwards thinking as well, but I think there is a rock and a hard place position that Rutgers finds itself in. But in the end, the lack of success, more losses like Saturday makes it obvious that there'll have to be a change. Um, I guess what I'm arguing is if he can somehow rally the troops, if they can win on uh, a week from Saturday, if they can beat a Liberty, maybe steal a big 10 game, you know, if they can get to that four or five wins, which would be a vast improvement over last year, then there's no reason to get rid of them, even though there are people who would like to see that. But if he can't win, yeah. he's got to go. But I don't know what the answer is. You know, what was damning, Matt, was that at the same time that Rutgers and Iowa was playing, I was flipping back and forth. Army was playing in the big house in Ann Arbor. And I'm going back and forth and I'm thinking, come on. We can't do, I'm not saying we, Rutgers can't, I mean, even be competitive in a road game. I mean, you don't have to win at Iowa. It can be in the fourth quarter down 10 points or so. I mean, Army had Michigan on the ropes. Michigan is number seven in the nation. And then I flip back to the Rutgers game and the stadium is half empty because everybody wanted to get out to finish their tailgate. I mean, Army certainly doesn't have the personnel that, you would think that Rutgers would have or some of these other teams. And if that's really the case, and I know you're right that they don't have the the horses that these other schools do, then you know what? After four years, I think you have to say, Mr. Ash, thank you for your time and effort. But it's not working here, and we need to find a solution. What Army Army showed is that that there's a scheme. There's a scheme that can work against another team if you prepare and all that. I know we're loading it up on the coaches here, but you got McNulty just in love with this deep ball and this medium and long-range passing where where – where receivers have to go on long routes and and then the ball has to be delivered. It's it's like a pro style thing. We've got obviously it's a pro style uh, offense, and it's just it it's not working. Now I know we tried a few screens, and I will say Iowa sealed the edges. Man, they they are a good defense, but there has to be something in between. There has to be some quick slants. There has to be something that you can do. And here's another thing, and I I've said this a hundred times. I feel like, but someone's got to deliver the ball. And if McLean Carter is, is is hurt you know there's a there's a problem here because because art you know listen i mean it's tough to give it you know to hammer art coming into the second half in that situation you know when he's still in his development 
and he had a rough season last year. But I mean, is he going to be able to guy who's, who's, who's going to be able to do it? So if, if Carter's hurt, what happens uh, on the 21st at, at, at SHI Stadium? I well, mean, it, I mean, it looks like Sitkowski is going to be the man because Carter has a concussion, according to reports, and won't be available. Now, we do have some time between now and then. And that I figure with change. the bye week, it's possible. Well, it's possible, but the reports are saying no. So uh, we're not on the scene. I will trust the reports, although it's not anything that's been officially stated. But here's also, but here is the true challenge. This is Art Sitkowski's moment. Like if he comes in, I don't know. We don't know whether or not McLean Carter will be able to play against Boston College. Maybe it's a minor quote unquote concussion and he can play. Let's assume for a moment the reports are accurate and it's going to be Sitkowski. Well, if he's able to lead them to a victory, he'll get the nod again the next week. Now it's Michigan and Michigan won't be easy. Look, Army and Navy and to a lesser degree, Air Force always give teams trouble because of the way they play. Mm-hmm. They play a style that you don't see week to week. And it's it's a hard team to prepare for physically. Almost every team has an advantage over those clubs. But the courage that the future military leaders of this country show is far greater than any five-star recruit at Michigan or Ohio State will ever show. So there's there's that side of it, too. Yes, it was a beautiful game for Army, and it shows that you can play with the big boys. My point is, it might be Sitkowski's chance to really step up. He has to be pissed. He has to be upset that he didn't get the starter's job. So now you've got it by default. Do something with it, son. If you are this big-time recruit, if you have the goods, this is your moment. You're not playing Michigan. You're not playing Ohio State. You're playing Boston College at home. McNulty, to your point, Steve, should devise a plan that uh, emphasizes and highlights Sidkowski's skills, and let's go. You're right. They've got guys who can catch the ball, either downfield or out of the backfield. Work something. Work mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There won't I be that big point. Go ahead, John. Unfortunately, a year a year and change into his um, tenure at Rutgers, I think we're still trying to figure out what Sitkowski's, you know, positives and what his talents are at, uh, under center. Last year, listen, the poor kid got thrown to the wolves and he was not ready and it showed. I mean, his, ter- his touchdowns to – to uh, interception ratio was was off the charts in the wrong direction. And then, you know, he comes out for the second half, and as you said, Matt, he should be pissed. He lost the job. This is my job. He got an opportunity. And I think his first two passes, you know, he had an open receiver, went went into the Rutgers bench. I mean, it was 10 yards over the guy's head. I mean, it no, was he like, didn't look good. What is happening here? He doesn't even look like he can complete a forward pass. I mean, I'm starting to get concerned about – you know, not only the psyche, but but the the you know the gifts here. I mean, he he just looks absolutely lost. I think he was like four for eleven for twenty seven or thirty yards and and an, and an interception. And it's like, you know, this guy needs a, a pat on the back and a coke and a smile to really get him going here because it's it's going south in a hurry. And once it's yeah. between your ears, it's tough to mm-hmm. get out of that. As Yogi Berra famously said, it gets late early here yeah. and. Uh, that's the case with Art Sitkowski. It's early in his career, but it's getting late in so many ways. It, it is, and he's yeah, got a yeah. lot of pressure on me. You're listening to the RU Review. We'll be back after a quick message from Zebra Pen. When seeking to find your path to enlightened writing, look to Zebra Pen for products that deliver on style, function, and value. 
Find Zen in your pen. Zebra Pen. Find us at your local retailer or online at zebrapen.com. And follow us on social media. And we're back. It's the RU Review. Steve Titchstrom here with Matt Lachlan, and we have John McAlevey on the line. So let's talk about something positive, and that is, and I, I think it's a concern when we're talking about the positive thing for Rutgers right now is their punter. But, I mean, listen to this line, 10, point, 10 punts, 47.6 average, seven inside the 20, three inside the five. And get a load of this. The Big Ten gives special team player of the week to Ohio State's punter, Drew Chrisman, who had three punts and two inside the five. Are you kidding me? Are you going to talk about bias? And and actually, Aaron Brightman from On the Banks did a great uh, article on that uh, with uh, Iowa fans who chimed in, who were ticked off because they were like, it was the most amazing uh, punting they've seen in their life. You know, so uh, so I'll tell you what, he kept them in the game. It could have been a lot worse. Their special teams great, has been, yeah. I mean, at least on the kicking side, has been pretty good. Adam Corsack is his name, and he's a terrific punter. Uh, in fact, I was watching and listening to the game. I was up in Buffalo. The Devils had a prospects tournament and we had a 3:30 game. So I watched the start of the game. Then I listened to some of it. Quite frankly, once it started to get out of hand, I also didn't have time. I, I had to work. <laughs> There's something about collecting a paycheck that's very important to me. But yeah. at any rate, uh, Ray Lucas in, in the booth was saying to Chris Carlin, the play-by-play man on the, on the radio side, he goes, Chris, you know, I hate, I hate punters and kickers. Because I hate them. He goes, yeah. usually I close my eyes when they come on and do their thing. I just I just hate them. Now, I think he's yeah. probably playing to the crowd sure. a little bit. But nonetheless, he goes, but he goes, Rutgers got some pretty good special teams, at least good mm-hmm. kickers, punter and kicker. And he said, and, and Corsack is unbelievable. And he is. He is. I mean, he, Listen, if there's I don't a silver know, lining, it's that. The I don't know teams what they look for. Kicker's the, good, too. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Justin uh, Davidovitz, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what the NFL looks for. Uh, in a punter, mm-hmm. but just the the eye test tells me that this this kid has a chance. Yeah, he's the directional thing going, so he's not like a traditional professional punter that takes it and just has. A, there's there's not a lot of hang time, but he just put he places the ball beautifully, and the thing just dies where he kicks it. I mean, and he you know he, he admitted he got lucky. He, he said he got lucky a couple of times, but I don't know. He's listening. He's, he pinned the ball down there, and, you know, Iowa fans were like, my God. I mean, it's it's, the, it's what kept them in the game, really, and, and let their, it gave, gave their defense a break. Now, there was a 97-yard drive in there, too. So, uh, yeah. You know, uh, it's amazing, Steve. You mentioned that he didn't win the Big Ten Special Teamer of the Week. But I think people around the country said that was an injustice. And he was named the Ray Guy Award. That's right. Yes, he got that. So he got that. But then I guess equally as alarming is, hey, yay, great. We got a great punter. He punted the ball 10 times. So that's just further. Yeah, he got a lot of work. Anemic your offense is that you're punting the ball 10 times. I mean, his leg must have been on ice the whole flight home from Iowa City. Yeah. And then, of course, we we talked about it in the beginning of the show, but it's it's hard to see guys like Amir Smith, Marset, a guy from Newark. You know, he scores the first touchdown, and you know Trey Avery just completely bit on it. That was too easy. You know, Nate Stanley's a good quarterback. You know, he he does the job. Just let, but that was too easy. He all he had to do was just lob it in wide there, open, wide open. open. Yeah. So I mean, it, it did take the uh, you know the, the air out of Rutgers' sails for sure from the beginning. But like I said, the, the problem wasn't the defense. I mean, they did they did hunker down and play play a good game. But and again, you know that offense has to figure out a way 
just has to figure out a way. And, and McNulty, and, and I'm telling you, we'll go back to the quarterback. I mean, if 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 Carter is it can't go, and it seems likely that he won't be able to, then it's it, it's a big spot for Art Sikowski, sophomore year, you know, a year of development under him at home. But it's a big spot, and and be Boston College is 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 a a good team. They're not a bad team by any means. It's it's. Well, it's, here's a, here's an idea. Maybe let's not put it all on Sitkowski and McNulty with the week and change to to devise something. How about we put it on our offensive line? We've got they've got Pacheco and Blackshear, who are really could be game changing talents back there. How mm-hmm. about you put it on the offensive line and say we're going to run the ball down their throat, even they even though they know it's coming. And, and we'll mix in a play action pass here. We'll get Art uh, a little um, a little success with a throw over the middle in between a couple of runs. But why, why not do something like that? Change it up a little. Bit. John, I'm what all you're doing is not working. I'm all for it. <laughs> Listen, they got I mean, they've got the, your strength. They've got That's the horses absolutely. And you know, you know, it, maybe they didn't um, stick to it with Iowa. Maybe they should have tried to, you know, run. There was a couple, you know, Pacheco had a nine-yard run. There was a couple of uh, holes in there uh, early in that game again. Uh, but um, uh, but that listen, if they can um, if they can get a running game going, that would be fantastic. It's absolutely what they need. And uh, then they can mix in with some play action and, 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 you know, complete a few passes because they've got to get the offense rolling. I think the defense will be fine again the next Saturday. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not as if Matt Ryan or Doug Flutie are coming in here. Come on. I mean, this is a, it's a good BC team, but they really haven't been. This is not the glory years of BC that, where they've been top, you know, top 25 teams ever since they've gone to the ACC. They've really taken a step back. So. This is a winnable game. The other thing that I, I, I think you'll see is that there's a lot of New Jersey Boston College alums. So that this yeah. stadium could be could be a lot of maroon and gold in She Stadium. So you better get out to a, a good start or else it's gonna get loud on the other side and that's embarrassing. <laughs> what are you saying there? She stadium. S H I Stadium. Stadium. She Stadium. I thought you were making some reference there. I'm not sure. No, I'm not going with the pronoun, the gender pronouns. I can't get into that. Yeah, yeah. Not hey, how me, about, by the way, how about Maryland's win over the weekend? They, they're putting up points left and right. Yeah, I mean, it's the first yeah. it's first week. So let's see it over, over the course of a couple, we- uh, couple weeks. I mean, maybe Syracuse is overrated, you know. And, of course, I don't want to jump on the ban- Maryland bandwagon right out of the jump. I mean, because, look, I mean, it, they came into the Big Ten the same time Rutgers did. And and uh, and we want to have <laughs> Rutgers wants to have a chance against Maryland. But they looked awfully good, very fast. And um, yeah. and uh, Syracuse so, just wasn't ready for him. Just wasn't ready for him. So college football. I mean, should we just go right ahead now and and move Clemson and Alabama into the, the yeah. spots and just get that game going? Although I tell you, Auburn looked really good on uh, on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. See, they, you know, they always they look, look good, good early. Yeah, Gus always has a good team down there early, and then they they seem. But yeah, they're they're certainly a top ten team without question. I'm, yeah, and I, I meant LSU. I said Auburn. LSU oh, okay. looked really good yeah. on Saturday night. Yep. They look really good, and they've got a great quarterback. Burroughs is a is a, you know he's got to be towards the top of. I mean, it's two games into the season, but he's on your Heisman list there, along with a couple of other guys. But yeah, I mean, it's like the haves and the have-nots. I read an article recently. Uh, I forget where it was, and the the, the title of the article was. 
have Clemson and Alabama broken college football because they're just so good and they just they get all the best players and they hammer you to death. And they get the bigs, they get the best linemen. And that's, isn't that what we see? There's just, you know, Rutgers just, when we saw it at, you know, at Iowa, they just don't have the size as Matt alluded to early on the line. So it's so, it's a big issue. And they just, and they, Chris Ash has not recruited well in that area. Let's face it, he hasn't recruited line the line well at all because there are there is talent in the uh in the skill positions without question raheem blackshear isaiah pacheco bo melton likely are are are, are definitely big 10 caliber players and and uh again the ball has to get delivered to him we're going to see we'll see who the starting quarterback is uh next week we will talk about uh we'll get in depth on on, on boston college wanted to kind of rewind and and talk about this iowa game uh, on the bye week here but we will get back much deeper in depth on boston college uh next week so uh, that'll do it for this week's ru review it's sponsored by zebra pen find zen in your pen steve titchener here with matt lachlan we got john mackley be on the line we'll catch you all next week bye bye